Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Bienvenue and willkommen to this week's podcast. Hope you're doing well. My name is Owen Colgan. How are you getting on? Any crack? We, are, you going, are you going out the weekend? Were you out during the week? What did you get up to? Answer those questions and let's continue with the podcast. Now, there's two particular things that I want to talk about tonight. One of them was the football. And I know I was talking about it last week and England beat the Ukraine 4-0. Well, since then, England have beaten Denmark 2-1 in extra time, which means the Italian Stallions are playing against Los Ingleteras, as they say in Spain. And um, it's going to be a good final. The problem is the final's going to be played in England. So England kind of have a home advantage. So this could be the first time since 1966 that the three lines on a shirt, boys, might win it. So you've got to be careful, boys. Yeah, Garrett Southgate, he's doing a great job. He's doing well. He's watching a great player, but he's doing all right. And he's bringing the boys to the final. Credit where credit's due. Would I like to see England win it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that now. Don't get me wrong, the English are sound. And, um, I don't know what I want them to win it. But then again, I don't know what I want the Italians to win it either. Because if you ever get talking to the Italians, and they're lovely people, don't get me wrong, but they have this kind of air about them where they're like, oh, I'm great, look at me with my pointy shoes and my lovely wine and olives. That never happens, but you know what I mean. So basically what I'm trying to say is I was really hoping that Denmark were going to win it. But... That's not going to happen anymore, so it looks like it's between England and Italy. Who do you think is going to win? Hmm? Um, I wanted to talk to you as well. This is a little segue into the main topic of today's podcast. This, there was a fellow in my town, I nearly gave his, his full name there, I'm not going to give his name. But he claims he was the first Italian man to set foot in Mayo. Now I don't know how he knew that. I don't know where he got that idea or fact from, I don't even know if it's fact but nevertheless, he was a very interesting character and let's pretend he was, for the sake of the story, the first Italian man in Mayo. Now, we don't know, we don't know if he was Italian first and foremost. Nobody checked. Nobody cared as long as he kept selling chips and renting movies. That's, that's what his thing was. He, was um, he, worked, he started off in a chip shop and I'll never forget going in there when I was very young. And I remember going in there with this lad, and I don't remember who the lad was, but I was hanging out with this lad in Swinford at Shimshishroja, which is a one-week festival that we have in Swinford. And back in the day, people would be on the streets, they'd be dancing, there'd be uh, people playing music, people would be drinking pints in the street. The weather always seemed to be great. There'd be a parade going through the town, there'd be lads juggling, people on the backs of trucks singing country and western music, the place would be wedged. And I remember hanging out with this lad, I don't even know how I know him. And I don't remember if you put him, if you put a line of lads in front of me right now, I don't even know if if I'd be able to point this fella out. But anyways, he's in my memory. He's some lad that's out there in the world right now. And me and him were hanging out together for the day in Swinford. Now we went into the local chipper, which uh, well, there was actually two chippers in the town at the time. But one of the chippers I went into was the Italian man's chipper, and I'll never forget he was the first man in the world to introduce me to vinegar. I never knew what vinegar was up to this point. My mother or father had never never had jars of vinegar in the house. So when I went into the chipper, I was hanging out with this fella and we said we went for a bag of chips. 
So the Italian fellow goes to me, eh, you want the salt and pepper? And I was like, yeah, yeah, vinegar. And I was like, ooh, that's, I was like, is the vinegar extra, is it? He goes, no, no, vinegar's free. So I thought I was getting some extra bit of food for free, like maybe onion rings or there was some, some sort of Italian dish that I didn't know about called vinegar. And then he passed me over the bag of chips. And when he passed me over the bag of chips, they were kind of wet. And I was like, what's going on here with these fucking Italian chips, man? And I started eating the chips. I was like, oh, these are disgusting. I was like, what you put in this? He goes, I just put salt and vinegar and that's it. And I was like, oh, right. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, vinegar crack. Then the other lad who I was with couldn't understand that I didn't know what the hell vinegar was. I was, that's how green I was growing up. I didn't know anything. Bear in mind, we only had six channels at the time. There was no internet. I had zero sexual education when it came to anything. I didn't really know anything about the world that was out there. I thought Galway was a different planet. And um, vinegar was just one of those things that I'd never discovered. Like, I didn't, I didn't eat mushrooms until I was 12. So that might give you an idea of how closed off my life was. But I was eating these chips with the vinegar on them. I was like, what the fuck is this crap? You're after ruining me chips. And uh, I kind of had a bit of a bee in me bonnet towards the Italian fella for the next couple of years. But then, you know, as I got older and I gradually sort of started seeing him more in town and he'd start waving at me and he'd go, hey, how you doing? You know, I was like, oh, how are you getting on? You know, and I can do that accent. That's fine because Italians, you know, they've had a good history. They've, you know, they've a lot going on for themselves. They've plenty of money down there in Italy. So that's not dodgy, me doing that accent. And anyways, this fella moved he moved to Mayo, which this is another thing I didn't understand. He moved to Mayo from Italy, right? Think about the culture of the Italians, the food, the wine, the Colosseum, Roman Empire. He, he, got, he left all that to sell chips in Mayo. So already I was cautious of this fella. I was like, what's he doing? What's his ulterior motive? Maybe he's growing a bit of hash at the back or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, years later, he decided he'd branch in to selling movies. VHS was big at the time. Now, people don't really know what VHS is anymore. It's like a big, fat cassette that had movies on it. And I know we have everything now between Netflix and HBO and all the different websites. But back in the day, if you wanted to watch a movie, you'd go into a store. Maybe this is, maybe everyone knows this. I don't even know why I'm explaining this, but I'll go on anyways. You had stores like Blockbuster where you would go in there You'd rent a movie for a weekend or two days or one day and, you know, you'd pay them five or six quid and then you bring it home and the whole family would sit around watching the movie. So the Italian fella, he got into that industry as well, that business, and he started selling uh, or sorry, sorry, started renting BHSs. And what you would do is you would rent it for two days. You might give it to your neighbor for a day after you watched it with the family and you'd both go halves on the cost of that and then you'd bring it back and sometimes just sometimes you didn't bring it back because maybe the neighbor forgot to give it back to you or someone damaged it or something happened and i'll never forget i took out a, a vhs and i forget what the movie was i think it was something like it could have been jurassic park or something like that but the italian fella i used to meet him in town and then he goes well wouldn't you bring back this uh, movie and I was like, oh, I'll bring it back next week, Monday. I'll bring it back next Monday. I'll have a few definitely. And after a while, he kind of copped that he was never getting the movie back. And one day he met me in town. He goes, uh, you don't bring this movie back. You don't come to my shop anymore. 
He had a bit of a Italian mayo twang to him. So I said, oh, I'm, I said, I'm sorry, please, I'll, I'll find it. And I looked under every cushion and under every shelf and in every drawer in the house and I couldn't find the movie for love nor money. So that got me barred out of this local shop for the guts of six months. And what I'd do then is I'd go up to the window and I'd watch all my friends in there renting out VHSs. And this particular fella, the Italian lad, he'd be like telling me to fuck off by the window. So I'd, I was kind of like a lost child at the window, I suppose. And the worst thing about it was the Italian fella, we'll call him, we'll call him um, Kevin for the sake of the story. Okay, so Kevin had me barred out of the shop and he, he was developing the shop as I was barred. So... You know, I'd go in there to town and I'd look in the window and I'd see there'd be a new pool table in there. I'd be like, oh, I want to go in there and play pool. And he'd be like, no, 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 you're barred. You don't come back here ever again. You don't get any of my chips ever again. I'd be like, please, just give me some chips. Standing there at the window, just banging it. Please, man, let me in. Kevin wouldn't have any of it. And I'd get people to go in and rent me a, a VHS like bloody Titanic or something like that. And he'd they'd be like, sorry, I can't. You know, Kevin's after telling me that you're... You're barred out of the shop because you, you owe him a movie. You owe him a movie. So, um, And as well as that, my friends were in there playing pool, playing darts. They had this game called, oh, I forget what it was called, but basically there was a steering wheel on the game. And it was like, a, the track was like in the shape of an eight. So lads would be in there playing all day, smoking cigarettes. That's where young people used to hang out. You know, people would be having a sneaky few cans here and there. And then on top of that, you had the nicest chips in the world. And I couldn't experience any of that. So one day I met Kevin in town. I said, listen, I'm, I can't find that movie. And he just flipped. He goes, how how I make a business when you take my movie? And he was flipped out and he was completely. And I said, listen, I'm sorry. I'll pay you for the movie. How much was it? And he just goes, £20. And I was like, I think you're pulling that number out of the sky. But anyways, regardless, I'll get the money for you. And then a few weeks later... Maybe a few days later, I popped in with the 20 quid and he goes, OK, you can come in here now anymore. And that was the end of that. And, you know, it's it, it's it's a very different time because now it is we have such a selection. And, and last night I was on Netflix flicking through just trying to find something to watch. I ended up watching a movie with Kevin Hart in it and I was absolute shite. And it's a movie where himself and a load of lads go to Vegas and they go there with their partners and basically it's the night before the wedding and they're all getting pissed up. And it's it's a shite movie. Do not watch it. It's terrible. But the fact of the matter is I've got so many options now when it comes to movies. And yet back in the day I was happier when Kevin would give me a movie for the weekend and I'd watch it with the whole family and we'd sit around and it would be a communal thing. Not like now where I'm sitting down on a laptop watching my secret movies that nobody else can watch with me. And I want to say to Kevin... Listen, I'm sorry for never returning Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. That's a bloody great movie. And that's the kind of movie that I really did enjoy watching with the whole family. Looking at dinosaurs, figuring out if they're real or not. With my father, my mother and my three brothers and two sisters and one cousin. And I want to say to Kevin, thank you so much. You did more for my family than you'll ever know. Okay? And on top of that, your chips are lovely. Before we go any further, I want to thank everybody on Patreon for supporting this podcast. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it. And it's it's very inspiring for me to continue with this podcast. So I, I really do thank you for all that. And to Golden Bake Jambons for their support. Your lovely, delicious jambons continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. Very tasty. 
Now, I got a question in from a random man during the week. And again, I won't give his name because that's the kind of person I am. Anonymity, if that's the word. Anonymity. Um, no, but um, the question that I did get in, right, was an interesting one. Now, he says that he's gone out with his girlfriend for six months. He was over at the girlfriend's house. They were having sex, okay? The parents walked in of the girlfriend and caught them. Bang. The parents got mad. What are you doing in the house having sex during the daytime? All this other stuff. Shouting at them, saying, no way, this is the end of the relationship. You can't be doing that in our house. He left. He got a text from the girlfriend. She said, I'm so sorry that that happened. Please, I'm going to talk to my parents. We're going to work this out. Will you come over for dinner someday? So they can all have dinner together and talk about it. Now he said to me, he said to me, what should he do? So I said to him, well, I'm actually, I haven't said anything to him, but I'm saying it now. This is what I would do anyways. And it's a tricky enough conundrum because when you do see those parents, you're going to get flashbacks and they're going to get flashbacks and everyone's going to get flashbacks and your girlfriend's going to get flashbacks and you're going to continue to get the flashbacks. And that's part of the process. That's fine. The thing is, you have to work through the flashbacks because they're always going to be there. Every time you uh, think of your girlfriend's parents, every time you hear them talk and every time she mentions them, every time you think of your own parents, you're going to think about yourself having sex. So, you know, I think what you should do is meet your partner first. Go for a cup of tea with your girlfriend somewhere. Talk about it. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I'm not sure how far into the room they came. I'm not even going to ask what you guys were doing exactly when the parents walked in. I don't know why the two parents walked in together. Is that something they do? Did they knock? Um, it's a tricky one as well, because when you're in the parents' house, they have a, they have a habit of walking into rooms without knocking, which is fair enough. It's their house. They can do what they want. They don't have to knock. But at the same time, you know... Without knocking, you always have situations like this that are going to happen where people get caught red-handed. So, you know, it's not like you were doing something that's illegal. It's not like you were being bad to you. You were enjoying yourselves. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. I mean, it's not all about that, but that's a nice part of a relationship is, is the sex part. Okay? So, I mean, the parents should understand that. They should, I mean, without... The parents having sex. We wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today if my parents hadn't made love or sex, whatever you want to call it, that time on the bus home from the nightclub. So, I mean, what I'm trying to say to you is that they shouldn't be too judgmental because they don't, they, they've got no reason to be, you know. They were just as bad themselves back in the day, no doubt, you know. And it's funny because... I sometimes say to my parents, like, did you have any partners before you met each other? And my mother just shoots me down and goes, no, 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 I didn't. No, first person I ever met was your father. And that's the end of that. And she won't talk about it. So I, one night I was really trying to squeeze out the conversation out of her. And we were having a couple of half glasses of Guinness. And she said to me, well, you know, I did. I met a French man before, would you believe? Right before your father. And I was like, all right. And she said to me, yeah, well, you know, we got on really well, but uh, it just didn't work out. But we were together for six months and I thought about the repercussions of that statement. And then I just ran out of the house and said, no, don't tell me anymore, please. So 
your parents, or sorry, your partner's parents, probably saw something that they didn't want to see. It almost cut the ribbon of innocence between their child and themselves. And I suppose in that sense, that's why maybe they freaked out. But now, please God, they've had time to think about it. They can be like, you know what? You know what? We, we all do it. We all 69. We all make love to each other. Call it what you like. We all do it. And there's nothing to be feeling guilty about. It's normal. It's normal. Maybe from now on, the parents might knock on the door. Maybe from now on, yourself and your partner might lock the door when you're doing it. And by the way, something the writer didn't tell me about, something the person that wrote into me didn't tell me about is, the parent, where, where were the parents gone? How come you didn't hear the car come up the drive? That's the first thing I'd say. You know, you always have one eye on the window, one ear on the outside. They reckon that the most sensitive part of your body when you're making love is your ears, because you're listening out for everything. And maybe you guys were just enjoying yourselves a little bit too much. But I would say is next time, maybe get yourself an hour Airbnb for yourself. A nice weekend away. Go to Donegal. Somewhere like that that just feels remote, secluded. Somewhere away from the city. Away from people. Away from the busyness. Away from the shops and the street. Maybe get yourself into a, a little caravan or maybe a little detached house in the middle of nowhere. And then... Bring up a bit of music. Enjoy yourselves. You won't have to worry about anyone knocking. You can move past this. But when you do go to the dinner, walk right in there and give the parents a bollocking. I went into my doctor today because I had trouble. I've, I've small ears, right? I'm not afraid to admit it. I've got small ears. There's Apparently there's three parts to your ear. There's the inner, the outer and the middle ear. And my middle ears, the, the canals of my middle ear are meant to be very small, right? But they're girthy, but they're small, if you know what I mean. So basically, I get a lot of trouble with my ears. They get blocked up. And last night, I hopped into the shower and had a shower. And when I was coming out, my both my ears were blocked. And it put me in such bad form because it was ringing. I couldn't hear anything. And I was kind of getting a bit dizzy. And when you lose your hearing, it kind of throws off your balance quite a lot. So I woke up this morning at... Very early, I went. In, I woke up at around, I'd say maybe half seven, and I drove into the doctor in the morning. I could barely hear, so I was kind of freaked out of it. And, anyways, I walked into the doctor and it said half nine. So I just sat in the car for two hours. My phone died as soon as I got in there, and I was like, "Oh God, what am I gonna do with my life now?" Because when your phone dies, you don't know where to look. That's the thing now. You don't you don't know what to do when your phone is is not working. You sit there and what look at people. And that's exactly what I did. Unfortunately, there wasn't that many people around at that time. So it just ended up me listening to the radio. But anyways, that's beside the point. So eventually the time came around where the doctor opened. And um, I thought maybe I'm going to have to make an appointment now with the whole COVID crack. But thankfully, my doctor was sound. He said, no, no, come on in. Come on in quickly. We had you done. So I went in anyways. And um, basically what he did was he kind of put a pipe into my ear and helped clear it out a bit. And... Very, very sore, but Jesus, you take your hearing for granted, so you do. And I wanted to give a big shout out to the doctor for looking after my ears. I really did appreciate that. And, you know, I was worried there for a while because it happens all the time to me. And my doctor said, you might have to get something in that ear of yours someday. And I thought to myself, oh, here we go again. Something else that's failing on me. 
First I started losing my hair. Then I started having to go to the dentist all the time. Now I'm fucking going deaf. But I suppose that's the inevitability of life itself. You know, we're all in a state of... Uh, maybe the word is entropy, but I'm not quite sure. But anyways, I went to the doctor and said, you might have to get a pipe in your ear down the line. So I thought, right. And he goes, pricey enough now, pricey enough the pipe. So I was like, oh, where would I get that done? And he goes, you might have to go to Galway. So... We'll see. Down the line now, I might have to get a pipe into me ear. Just me right ear now. Me left ear is sound, but he reckons that it runs in the family. So that's uh, a bollocking that I'm going to have to give to my parents one of the days. Of course, I'm only joking. I would never do that to them. But at the same time, I'm going to appreciate me hearing for the day. And I wanted to give a big shout out to my doctor for looking after me and for giving me... Is it 2020 hearing? Folks, I've got some very exciting news before I head off. I'm going to be in Dublin this weekend to watch the final. Um, Italy versus England, as I was saying at the beginning of this podcast. And I don't know what the procedure is. Maybe you've got to book into a place to watch it, but very much excited about that. I haven't been out of Mayo now in a while, so it's it's nice. I'm getting a bit of cabin fever. And there's talk that, not this weekend, but next week the weather's going to be really good. So that's exciting too, so... Looking forward now to heading on my journeys and uh, heading up to Dublin. So if anyone's around Sunday and you want to go for a pint or have the crack or you're around town, you want to meet up, give me a shout. Would love to hang out with you. I'm going to be hanging out with a few friends anyways around, I'd say, Fibbers or somewhere like that. So if you're around town, you want to have a pint and have the crack and just shoot the breeze and talk shite. Well, then give me a shout. I'd love to see you. And that's all for this week's folks. Thanks so much for joining me. Um... I might do another podcast this weekend when I'm in Dublin and I might chat to someone on the podcast. I'll see now. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a couple of lads on. That's if they'll do it. But if they won't, then I'll have to revert back to plan B, which is just me talking shite as per usual. And um, besides that, folks, hope you're all doing well out there. And please do get in touch if you ever want to get anything off your chest. I'm always here to listen to you. I'm a virtual friend. Never forget that. And hopefully soon a physical one. Bye bye. Jabless. Love you to bits.